Hello again, running friends. It's James here, and I'm back with another one of my daily running podcasts. I'm actually joined today by Holly, my partner, and we arrived this afternoon at our hotel here in Mallorca, where we're going to be spending the next week or so getting some good training done in the sunshine, hopefully. And today we want to talk a little bit about some questions that come up really frequently when it comes to talking to beginner runners. I'm really quite aware that we haven't got a lot of beginners centric um, kind of content on the website or here on the podcast. So I think it's a good opportunity really to start talking around a few issues that have come up um, or do come up on a regular basis around uh, the kind of the journey that people go through as they get into running. And no better really than to have Holly alongside me here because you are, I guess, a lot closer to the, the kind of the beginner's stage in your running career, not an out and out beginner runner because you've been running on and off for a fair amount of time, but certainly there's probably a lot of kind of recent memories in mind in terms of how you have changed things uh, w- within your running. So it should be interesting to get your get your input. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel still feel like I don't entirely know what I'm doing with running, but I feel like I'm getting better, which is good. Um, so when I first started to run, I was in the Scouts. It was back in the day, and I pretty much ran around my close. And that was about what I could handle and I'd get really, really out of breath. And that would be my kind of go-to run tactic, um, which was kind of run as fast as you can, as far as you can, which for me wasn't very far. And I'd get really out of breath and I'd constantly be, (laughs) and I'd I'd only be running for about a minute or so. um, And I didn't really understand how you could get faster or or anything like that. I just thought you had to go as fast as you you could. Um, and And I hated stopping and was a bit embarrassed with other people seeing me and and watching me. And, you know, I thought if I was slowing down, if I started to walk, then I was failing and people were going to make fun of me. I mean, that wasn't really the driving factor, but, you know, you do feel it when you're, especially when you are a beginner runner. Mm. Um, Now I don't really care too much about what other people think around me, but I've started to walk run a lot of my runs. And that's kind of how I've built up to going to a half marathon. I mean, it helps that my partner happens to know a little bit about running. You'd hope. <laughs> so you must have been you must have been pretty young. So talking about you used the kind of the reference of, of scouts mm. then. Um so that must have been well, how what, how, uh, how old were I you mean, been then? let's just <laughs> No 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 I'm not I'm not trying to count years, Holes. I'm not trying to count years. Um I'm just saying kind of, as a reference point, um because I know that you've spoken to me as well about kind of in what I guess must have been kind of early university years, you're mm. going and kind of running around Bushy Park and things like that in London. Yeah. Was it very much the same kind of the same kind of principle? Go out, run as hard as you can for a given amount of time and, 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 and come home? Or how, how did that kind of go down? Uh, at the time, I was cycling to work and then running in the gym. Um, so I was actually running for about 40 minutes in the gym. But in my mind, I was running really hard, really fast and kind of being being a great runner but realistically I was actually just reading the subtitles um on the news at the time because I didn't have enough time to do it at home so I probably wasn't actually running that fast if I could still see the screen and read what was going on for 40 minutes but that would be what I did it was just my routine I'd cycle um cycle there go to work finish work and then run for 40 minutes and then because I could run for 40 minutes or what I thought was running I then thought I'd be great um taking it outside and I was not um and I to be honest I can't remember too much about the transition from the gym to running outside but I just know that I'm not very fast the way my brain works or or very good to be honest but the way my brain works is to run as much as I can when there's people around and then rest when nobody's watching 
Um, and I think I was training there for probably for my first 5K. Um, and then I remember you took me for a run around Bushy Park. Mm. And oh, that must have been a while ago. And I was not good. And you are, <laughs> you are very fast. <laughs> it's all relative, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting looking at how over the last year or two, um, or maybe 18 months or so, how your running has really progressed mm. from the, the kind of the early stages where you were talking about back in the kind of the, you know, the really early times where you were talking about scouts and stuff like that. And what sounds like you were going through a lot of the, the uncertainties that a lot of people do go through about you know, everything from not being wanting to be seen yeah. as much as anything else from a, a running perspective and being a bit kind of shy about it a bit embarrassed about it um feeling that oh my goodness i can only do this for a, a couple of minutes yeah. how on earth do people do this how do people run 5k how do people run 10k marathons oh my god yeah th- those kinds of things mm. um through to what you were describing just now about uh about running in the gym further down the line number of years after that and, and running in bushy park through to more recent times where you've been training for half marathons the the big thing that we've been talking about has been getting you to kind of appreciate the the benefits of slowing down a little bit. Mm, definitely, definitely, yeah. And, and learning to run a little bit easier. Um, when we were doing that and, and spending a lot of time kind of running together, so your first half marathon was back in November last year, wasn't mm. it? So again, it was great to train train together for that and uh, and kind of share the experience. But a lot of the focus on that was to actually get to a point where as we were building up the mileage, starting to focus on keeping a fairly conversational pace, mm. a pace where we could have a bit of a back and forth and some of those long runs, um, you know, as much as, as much as they were hard work, they were certainly at a pace where we could, could chat. That must have felt very different to what you've done previously. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I can talk a lot, as you know, um, <laughs> Probably, probably too much. So maybe I. Probably made for podcasts. Maybe I should have been a bit faster. I'm not sure, but no. Um, it is nice to actually be able to breathe because I remember when I can't remember how old I was, but running for the bus and it was, it was about twenty meters. It wasn't far, but I had to run for the bus and I got on the bus, made it, but I was like, <laughs> and it was it was really really embarrassing. And I thought, you know, I should be fit enough to run. 20 meters because it literally was that far and that's that for me was kind of a bit of a turnaround point and I thought you know what I have to do something about this um and I think for me a safe place was the gym because no one knew how far you're going how fast you were going and and you could go at your own pace and uh, I was actually scared of treadmills at first I thought I was going to fall off them because I have no coordination and I just kind of yeah I just fall off the back hasn't happened yet hopefully it won't happen um but now being outside I'm much more confident because I've I've accepted the fact that walking and running is fine but also going slower um I think I used to think that you had to go as fast as you could the whole time because that's what runners do um whereas if you slow it down you can go further or you know or at least I could you can go further you appreciate it more and you can actually breathe and breathing is the thing for me that's made the biggest difference and it sounds really obvious when you say of course breathing makes a difference but it's so hard and it's so frustrating when you just can't breathe and that would be for me after 30 seconds to a minute of running whereas now I mean I can hold a conversation for quite a long time as you know when, yeah. when, when we're running and sometimes you have to tell me to stop talking yeah there's, there's, a, there's a moment I'm sure I hopefully you don't mind me sharing this but Perhaps mm. three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we were running together. I don't know and what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we were running together and um, you know, our paces are quite different. 
and you know sometimes I do need to. Um, Your legs are twice as long as mine. Well, there's that, but <laughs> <laughs> I do need to kind of keep it in check a little bit when we're running together and make sure that I'm I'm not just pushing the pace on yeah. too much. Um, and it's actually really good for me because it focus it forces me. Let's say if I'm doing a kind of more of a recovery run it forces me to slow down um so that we can run together at a comfortable pace for both of us now what was a comfortable pace and should have been a comfortable pace you turn around <laughs> turn around and said to me after about maybe 15 20 minutes turn around and said to me that i'm finding this really really hard today and i kind of tried to gently make the point that you kind of hadn't stopped yapping the whole <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I it was insightful conversation you learned a lot I did learn a lot I don't know I <laughs> can't remember I can't remember what about but yeah no you, you you hadn't you hadn't your mouth hadn't stopped moving for the sort of 20 minutes or so, so um and and that's actually a good sign so although you'd found it hard the whole idea for that run and I'm kind of pulling your leg I'm not trying to be rude um but the whole idea for that run was from your perspective to to keep it easy and if you're in a place where you're able to run at a steady pace so i think we're around about five minutes 30 per k or something like that um if you're able to run at that steady pace and talk with and the conversation was pretty one-sided um and and, and talk talk um in in that kind of way um then you've clearly got control of your breathing um, and you're you're clearly in this kind of conversational aerobic place that that we want to see runners when it mm. comes to running at an easy pace to build their their endurance, which is completely different to what you've described to me in the past when yeah. it comes to going out and and feeling like you should be running as hard as you can, otherwise you're failing. Um, and that's a really healthy thing. That's a really good thing. So from a beginner's perspective, one of the best things that you can learn is to actually. It sounds really silly, but to, to slow down and run gently, run easy, because it's those sessions that, on one hand, they allow you to build up the volume. You, you're able to run longer before you start to um, you, you start to fatigue and get to a point where you've you, you know you, you've got to stop. Um, but on the other hand, it's also a lot easier on your body. And on the the third the kind of the third aspect to that is you also get to a point where because you're running at this real kind of aerobic conversational easy pace, you're building that underlying stamina, which is so, so important from um, from a kind of an endurance development perspective. It's kind of what everything else is built upon. And if you're going out and just trying to hammer yourself, you don't, you don't get that. You don't build that. So it sets you up to be able to do a lot more as a runner going forwards. So certainly really positive. Yeah, and uh, I think as well for me, the thing I suppose, I suppose I haven't really told you this, um, the thing that helped me was training with you because, just not because of what you know, no offence, but because you're another person that's running. Because for me, when I was running by myself, I had no concept of how fast or slow I was going. It was just kind of just doing it. Um, same on the treadmill, obviously, but when I was running with you, I could see another person running and I could understand where whether I was going too slow or whether I felt that you were going too fast for me and, and that's where I would say to you like I need to slow down mm. and that for me has really helped me slow down and keep a keep an idea of my pace because if I really have to fight to keep up with you it's too much whereas if I was running the same pace by myself I wouldn't really know whether it was too fast for me I'd just do it because I was running by myself why, why not push yourself as much as you can mm -hmm. so I think ha having you or having anyone there running kind of 
helps you figure out, or at least it did for me, whether you're running at a pace that you can handle or whether you know you you know that feeling where you're constantly trying to catch up with someone. I mean Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And having that um having that reference point is really helpful. Um I I again can relate to that running with other people as well because I know that for me pacing is very much still a, a work in progress. But from a beginner runner's point of view, or someone who's kind of earlier on in their running journey, pacing is even harder. You know, pacing is even more of a kind of an unfamiliar thing. And it's very easy without the experience, without the, the practice, to slip into a place where you've started a run which is meant to be fairly easy. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you've started running away with yourself and you're, you're, you're pushing really hard and you're really out of breath. And, you know, once you've got to that point, it's very hard to pull it back as well. Once you've really started to, to kind of exhaust yourself. Yeah. So actually having someone to run with where you're either, either they're more experienced, um, and they're better at pacing or they're, they're alongside you at the same kind of place in their running journey and you're just keeping each other in check it's just a really good way of just trying to maintain a steady pace rather than allowing your your kind of legs to run away with you Mm. definitely cool so let's again reflect on that um that half marathon program that we worked through in back in um sort of summer this sort of late summer last year late yeah. summer and then the race was in the autumn last year so again one question that often comes up when talking to beginners is the question of how many times per week they should be running and again for different people um the answer is going to be different because we are all coming at this from a different angle perhaps you may be a complete beginner runner but you've been very very active um perhaps an ex i don't know ex football player or you're a dancer or you're this or you're that um so and your body's used to a certain amount of training that's one thing but perhaps if you're literally coming from a position where you've done zero activity in the 10 years in the last 10 years it's obviously going to look very differently in terms of what your body's going to be able to handle but a good rule of thumb is to work on the principle of running on non-consecutive days so working that to make sure that you've got a clear 24 hours um well yeah let's say we're, we're, we're running monday wednesday friday or we're doing tuesday thursday saturday i don't need to explain what non-consecutive days <laughs> means jeez but um thank you. yeah no I'm, I'm sure everyone's yeah anyway i'll waffle on but you you know what i mean so giving yourself adequate recovery between sessions is really really important um and then within that as we mentioned speaking about keeping your pace really, really easy, keeping it to a point where you're not pushing your body excessively, overly hard by running too fast within this kind of beginner's running stage. Um, it's really important that we do keep a bit of a cap on the pace um, and focus in the early stages on simply building volume. Keeping that frequency to three times per week um, is a great place to, to work at, uh, work to. You know, keeping that non-consecutive days, the intensity nice and easy, and the volume over time just creeps, 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 creeps up. Um, the next thing you'd add in would be frequency, and then, then the, the last thing you'd add in would be volume, uh, would be intensity over time there. Um, and then, of course, making sure that you make time for cross-training making sure that you make time to not only start to um, you know, start to build the amount of running in your week, but also start to build the amount of exercise that actually supports your running. So plenty of stretch work, 
plenty of strength work as well. Um, so we talk about, you know, running to get fit, but what about the concept of getting fit to run? Um, so obviously, Holly, from your perspective, you know, being a, a dance teacher as mm. you are, um, you know, you're in a place where you're, you know, you're certainly doing a lot of exercise within the week, even the week where you're not doing a lot of running. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is a lot of core work. So again, from a dance point of view, you know, it's pole dance. So core wise, that's going to be very intensive. So mm-hmm. strength wise, again, very intensive. Um, but something that really supports your running on top of that is again, getting in the gym and, and lifting. That's something you've been doing a lot more of recently, isn't it? Activating my glutes. That's my problem. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. Starting to strengthen, again, just as so many of us need to strengthen those glutes, work on stability, um, as well as just generally working on, um, on, on strengthening kind of the key, key typical running muscle groups. So we're talking quads, hamstrings, calves, you know, starting to really, you know, work on building strength to support the demands that running is going to have. As obviously you look forwards and you've got your, your first marathon later on this year as well. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks for signing me up for that one. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to. I want the challenge. I just don't know how to do it. Um, Exactly. I mean, obviously, I've got the plan that you've um, written for me. But like you say, because I am doing loads of other exercises, it's it's going to be really hard to try and fit the amount of hours in that I need to, just seeing how many hours that you're currently running for yours, training for yours. Yeah, but we we were talking about this yesterday, weren't we? Or the day before yesterday. You know, the way in which it's... It's just different outcomes we're after. Yeah, I just want to do mine. <laughs> yeah. I want to finish it. That's the goal. Exactly. Get yeah. get round, finish with a smile on the face. Mm. Um, maybe a pain <laughs> smile, but a smile nonetheless. Um, and a you know, a good experience. Yeah, a race day. Yeah. And you know, you you're not going to need to be running, you know, multiple big weeks in mm. terms of, you know, kind of where I'm trying to push things in terms of going seventy plus miles per week for the majority of the weeks in the the program coming up, you know, that's not even remotely where you need to go. You know, I'm adamant that you can certainly get exactly the outcome you're after from a marathon perspective mm. um, on three runs per week um, yeah. with all the cross training that you're doing. Mm. Um, and we need to make sure that we're just being really specific and targeted with what those three runs look like. Mm. So if when we're getting 12 weeks out from the marathon, you're in a place where you're comfortably kind of 10, 12 miles long run, um, you'll be absolutely fine to then just start scaling that up over those 12 weeks. So I trust you. I, I look forward to judgment. <laughs> <laughs> look, we saw how well he did in the half. In, in I did it. So that's, exactly. And then, I, then, then I fell on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny story about Holly getting out of a taxi half an hour later after the uh, after her first half marathon. Her legs just stopped working. But And you just laughed at me as I was in, on the floor in the middle of the road. Well, I thought you were messing around, <laughs> if I'm honest. Move. And, and, and then, then when I scooped you up a little bit. But, but it's okay because I got my own back when he did his last marathon and he was on the floor and he had to clear room <laughs> when he tried to stand up i was in an absolute <laughs> state done. after rotterdam <laughs> it was so good <laughs> <laughs> fantastic anyway hopefully this is a slightly a slightly different episode um slightly more it feels like it's been a very laid-back conversation, very yeah, chill conversation. Yeah, pretty much, I think the holiday vibe probably comes across. But no, hopefully this has been um, a different, a, a, a helpful insight into you know Holly's journey as a kind of a beginner runner, and then building into you know more of a, a serious runner over time, and you know challenging yourself with various different various different challenges yeah. new challenges but even today so not, we're not going to talk about what but new, <laughs> new challenges even today coming out of the yeah. woodwork so that could be interesting looking at things in july etc so 
more about that in due course. Exactly. Holly's winking at the microphone. That's weird. But <laughs> yeah. talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. Listen, we're going to leave it here. It's getting weird. Um, so I will be back tomorrow with another one of these daily running podcasts. As ever, if you're enjoying these daily episodes, do head on over to the iTunes store. Do leave a rating, leave a review. Um, normal service will be re- uh, resumed tomorrow and uh, I will see you then. Bye now. Bye.